Hi, Sunshine. I'm Natasha, your host for the Shine Online podcast and the founder of Soul Studio. In this conversational podcast, I interview the brightest entrepreneurs I know with the goal of empowering you to do business in a way that feels real to you. These conversations will bring you no-fluff advice, honest discussions, and actionable strategies to help you shine online. There are so many bright brands in the online world, but there's always room for one more. Let's shine together. Welcome back to the show. So today we are going to be talking about a topic that maybe you're really excited about, maybe you're absolutely dreading and overhearing about, and it is Clubhouse. And it is the social media platform that has truly taken the world by storm in just the past few months and weeks. And so I wanted to do an episode that initially I was thinking, let's do a rundown, give all the tips, you know, show you how to use it and market it for your business. But I think there are some very distinct pros and cons with this platform being so unique in the space. It's not like any other social media platform. So today, I'm actually bringing on a lot of really awesome guests. Some are friends of mine, some I've connected with on Clubhouse, and a lot of them are using Clubhouse, researching Clubhouse, and have a lot of really great opinions to share about the good, the bad, the ugly, and really the opportunity that is there with using Clubhouse. So that's what we're going to be sharing today. You'll be able to hear from all of them because I want you to leave this episode with enough insights that you can feel confident going away and either choosing to use Clubhouse for your brand or not at all. So I wanted to kind of introduce what is Clubhouse before we get in. So it is a new social media platform and it is audio only. So I kind of like to describe it as like a live form of a podcast. So there's no text, there's no video, there's no posts. It literally is just drop in audio. So that means it's unedited and is live. And there are absolutely no replays, which is kind of what makes it unique. You know, you only can join these rooms, hear from these amazing experts for a certain amount of time. And it currently is in beta only. So it's invite only, it's iOS only for now. So it's kind of this very exclusive place to hear from amazing thought leaders and connect with new people. And of course, as a podcaster myself, as a speaker, as someone that loves live video, the format I think is so accessible while from a consumer's perspective, but also from a creator's perspective is you can just put on your headphones, start a room, connect with people and overall strategy wise, because there is no messaging within the app, which I think is a problem that it actually is a really great platform to get people off of that platform and onto a place where they can connect with your brand even deeper. And that is where Instagram comes in. I've found that after doing a room, um, speaking in a room, which rooms are essentially kind of where you host different topics, different talks, panels. That's where all of the magic from the audio only really happens. And there's moderators, which are the main speakers that control what happens in the room. And then there's just people that can tune 
tune in and listen, or they can then join the stage to ask a question. So a little bit of a debrief. And I'm also going to include tons of resources in the show notes one of which is actually Social Media Examiner did a really great YouTube video like schooling you on Clubhouse, especially if you want to visually see how to use it. So I will reference that. I don't want to bore you with all the logistics. We kind of just want to get into the nitty gritty pros, cons, all the tips, that type of thing. But just from using it, I think, first of all, if you're wanting to be a thought leader, by a thought leader, I mean someone that people want to invite on stages, people want to invite to be interviewed, to be a speaker, all those types of things. This platform is gold for you because you really can position yourself as an absolute expert in whatever it is that you're talking about and attract those opportunities. I also do think that when it comes to growing your Instagram, I often reference that speaking, podcasts, clubhouse, platforms that essentially bring people onto Instagram to connect with you deeper is an amazing strategy for organic growth because you're essentially tapping into your target audience in a singular place. So, so far I've seen really great results myself. It's something that I've been talking to my clients about in their intensive days. And it is something that I plan to continue to use within my marketing efforts. But I'm sure you've heard, you know, it is audio only, so it's not very accessible. Um, There's been a lot of talk around it being spammy and struggling to moderate it when it comes to hate groups and and all that stuff that our guests are really going to debrief you on. So grab a notebook. Um, If you're driving, don't grab a notebook um, and take some notes and listen in on Clubhouse 101 on everything you need to know. Hi, my name is Sonia Elise. I am a business marketing strategist and the founder of Round 12, a digital marketing collective. I'm so excited to be contributing to the podcast today. Thank you for having me on the shine. Here are the answers to some of your questions. When it comes to Clubhouse and really any emerging social media platform, I do think that business owners, thought leaders, and really anyone looking to contribute should move forward with caution. While it is exciting to be part of a new platform and everyone should always test the waters and be an early adopter, there are always downsides to that as well. Some tips that I have found for business owners and other people trying to contribute on the platform would be to stay focused. If you really are a specialist in a specific topic, make sure that you are showing up within that topic's chat rooms. You want to make sure that your name is popping up both as a moderator and as a contributor or just listener around anything that has to do with that topic. Some serious cons to consider would definitely be, I think, joining rooms that are overly saturated, very crowded, and where you haven't properly vetted the moderators. I do think that there is going to be a big reckoning when it comes to moderators offering advice and information that they may not know as much as people think about. There are two types of people, people who sound really great and people who act really great. And sometimes the people who sound really great 
don't essentially have the expertise that they might seem to in a room. So I would say the future of Clubhouse definitely in my eyes involves some form of vetting moderators before they're allowed to moderate on a room, whether that is checking credentials, uh, looking at their other social media platforms, and just generally getting a better understanding for their expertise. I do think that that is both a personal responsibility of ours as members of the Clubhouse, but also in future will most likely be something that Clubhouse needs to integrate into the app. While Clubhouse already tends to have a few negatives, there are really extremely amazing positives that I have found. Two of them being connection. I think that voice connection is so much greater than what we are getting through Instagram or any other platform. Um, although you can hear people's voices on Instagram through video and other features like reels and stories, you still don't have that two-way conversation that you really achieve on Clubhouse where there is an honest discussion happening. So I think that the idea of engagement and true loyalty and true partnership really comes through on Clubhouse, which I really love. I think the other one is just overall growth and being able to get your voice out in a helpful way much more quickly than you can on many other platforms. While personally, I use Instagram and LinkedIn and and Facebook to try to teach small business owners little nuggets of information I think can greatly help them. I do think that it can get lost among the noise. Whereas in Clubhouse, I have been hosting uh, weekly IG audits for small business owners and only focusing that on female small business owners. And I have seen a massive wave of people interested in hearing what I have to say, thankful for the tips that I give them and continuing to connect with me over the weeks after we've spoken to show me their updates and things that they're excited about. So for me, as someone who is a teacher, and while I I'd like to say I'm leaning towards trying to establish myself as a thought leader. I really do see myself as an educator first. And I think that Clubhouse is an amazing opportunity to connect with people as an educator um, of any topic, really. Some key steps I think that you can make to better optimize your use of Clubhouse. One, make sure your profile isn't too crazy long. Um, while I do think it's important to may repeat keywords and make sure that you're really harping on your specialties. Um, I do see some bios that are essentially the first chapter of someone's memoir. And I don't have time to read all of that, nor do I think other people have time to read all of that. In terms of moderating a room, I think consistency and not being afraid to sit there by yourself for a while until things catch on. Um, so if you're going to moderate a room by yourself, just be prepared for a little bit of awkwardness. I do think uh, moderating with a friend can be a lot easier and a great stepping stone into moderating by yourself. I think creating recurring events where people know that you're going to be every single week is really key. And for me, hosting a recurring event within a club, for me, it's women in business. I have been focused on only hosting moderating events within the women in business club. Um, I think it narrows the reach a bit and helps me better focus on creating an audience. 
And then outside of that, I would say if you're looking to optimize your time on the platform, try to only join rooms where you see that there are less than a 100 people. That has really been a key to my success. If I know that I want to speak up on a certain subject, not just listen, I only join rooms with less than a 100 people so that I feel like I might have that opportunity. Other times, if I am just in the mood for listening and learning only, I will join rooms that are much larger than that. But if I'm there to to contribute and help and try to engage. I only go into rooms with less than 100 people. And what do I see for the future of the platform? How am I using it in my own content strategy? So for the future of the platform, I mean, it really is the wild, wild west, similar to how we still sort of see TikTok right now. I think, um, you know, new features are coming out daily. I think every time I log in, I know at least five to seven new people who have been welcomed onto the platform. So I think it's going to be an exciting time over the next month or two for Clubhouse to see what happens. In terms of how I'm using it in my own content strategy, I do think I'm using it as a silo to introduce people to some of my other platforms. So I find that during my weekly room, when I'm moderating the IG audits, I do see an increase over onto Instagram of about 12 to 20 new followers each time that I do it. While that is a huge perk of using Clubhouse is getting more followers on Instagram, I think that the type of followers that I'm getting are highly engaged to the topic matter that I always talk about. So that's a huge plus for me. But also, I think I've made a more direct connection with those new followers by pre-establishing a repertoire over on Clubhouse. So that's going to be my continued strategy until I find anything shifts on the platform. I'm trying to go slow and study. I hit the platform initially, I would say a month and a half ago. And I definitely burned bright (laughs) too quickly. I was listening 24 seven, I couldn't shut it off until one or two in the morning. And now I go on for uh, to moderate either with friends or to moderate my weekly room. And then I will go on occasionally in the evenings or to listen to chats that um, have friends or people that I'd really like to support. Other than that, I really try to keep an eye on my usage or else it can get a bit out of control. So I'm hoping to keep it integrated into my content strategy without leaning too heavily until I see how this app develops. If you'd like to connect with me, I am at Sonia, S-O-N-I-A, Elise, E-L-Y-S-S, both on Instagram and on Clubhouse. Um, and as mentioned, I host a weekly room as part of Women in Business. Tuesday nights, I do IG audits for small businesses. So they're all custom. You raise your hand and I will give you three immediate tips on your current Instagram profile. Thank you again for letting me be part of the Shine Online podcast. So sweet of you to reach out and I hope to see you on Clubhouse soon. Bye. Hi, everyone. My name is Kaylee and I'm a marketing consultant. I focus on helping startups attract and retain customers with experiences that create hype, build community and activate raving fans. And I have been paying a lot of attention to Clubhouse, especially because it is in the early days of their launch. And I've been paying attention to how Clubhouse has been able to build this market buzz, get people paying attention, get people included on, you know, the conversations that they're having 
having. And I've noticed a few different trends that I think are really going to play a part in the future of this platform. I think certain things are going to carry forward. I think we're going to see certain things fizzle out. So I'm going to break those down a little bit here and then also speak to how you can use those takeaways into your brand and your future content strategy. So I think first of all, because of the way that Clubhouse launched, they were able to build a lot of attention around it. I think that that buzz is naturally going to fizzle out just as we see anything fizzle out, but it's going to go from feeling like a live conference with a bunch of different events that you would want to be a part of to a place where people learn how to better manage their energy around it and start to use it for exclusive events or following people that they exclusively want access to. I think that Clubhouse does an amazing job of making quote-unquote inaccessible people seem accessible. The other day there was a room with Elon Musk that people were trying to get into and, and Meek Mill has been known to jump into different rooms. So they actually started off with that on purpose. They started off bringing celebrities in as early adopters. But I think even now we think certain influencers online, whether they be business influencers or content creators, are accessible or inaccessible depending on the number they have next to their profiles. And in Clubhouse, you know, unless you go in somebody's bio, that's when you can really see the followers they have, but you don't see it next to their face. And so we're able to actually see these people who we thought were, you know, not available to talk to us and just educate us in a one-to-many way. We now see them being able to put their expertise on display live. And that makes us feel like we're further connected to them and we're able to get more value. But I also think that that's going to play a trend Just like how we've seen TikTok influence the way that people want to consume content, we've seen people really enjoy consuming content in a bite-sized way. I think Clubhouse, by making people more accessible and putting their expertise on display, is going to make us want to crave that more often. People are going to want to manage all of the information that they got thrown at them by finding it in a certain place and seeing if somebody can really walk the walk or talk the talk that they say they will online behind all of their Instagram posts real. I think that that live content is also going to carry itself over to other platforms. People are going to want to see less edited things. They're going to want to see more real live things and thoughts and people being unfiltered in a filtered world of a ton of information, a ton of posts that people have to manage on a daily basis. Um, I think that exclusivity and live posts, like I said, is really going to help with information overload and people are going to start seeking that specifically. So they might favor and be more interested in prioritizing a clubhouse event that they know is likely not going to be recorded where they're going to be able to access that inaccessible person at one place at one time. So that's something to think about too as you try and facilitate ways for your business or your brand to build community and connection. You can leverage clubhouse as a place to do that and recognize that people are able to show up in a specific place. There's no pressure because it's audio only. Somebody can be on the go. Somebody can be on their Peloton and still have really engaging and valuable dialogues and conversations. I will just say that 
you also have to understand the type of person that's on Clubhouse now is somebody who values testing out new forms of social media, being on the front wave of cool things that are happening and cool places people are. They want to be that early adopter. And as Clubhouse moves into the future, you have to be really conscious of who you're meeting on that app. If it's the early adopters, know how those types of early adopters, those people who value online connection in new ways fit into your network and specific business growth so that you can prioritize that for your platform as well. So happy to answer any more questions about Clubhouse. You guys can find me online at Kaylee, C-A-L-L-I-E, end.co. I'm on Instagram. I post weekly YouTube videos about marketing and branding. And you can also find me on Clubhouse, Kaylee Rajeski. Thank you guys so much for listening. And I will talk to you soon. Hello, hello, everyone. My name is Maritza, and I am the founder of Unruly Media Group a marketing agency and education platform for membership and e-commerce brands. I am so excited to be a part of the Shine Online podcast today to chat all about Clubhouse. I'll be sharing my tips for business owners and thought leaders wanting to use Clubhouse to grow their brand. Now, this applies to Clubhouse or any new platform that hits the market, but if you're a business owner or educator wanting to get started, here are some questions that you need to consider. Realistically, do you have the time and energy required to add a new platform to your marketing mix? Consider how you're using other platforms in your business and if you're already fully tapped out on those strategies. If there's still more that you can be doing on your existing channels to optimize or to reach new audiences, I would say spend your energy there before you add something new to the mix. Next, you need to assess if the key players that you want to connect with or your potential customers are already using the app. Now, how you do this is if there's other educators that you want to connect with, you just go check out their profiles and see if they're talking about Clubhouse, if they're saying that they're active on the platform. And then as it relates to your customer, you can send out a survey and ask your customers if they've heard about Clubhouse, they're using the app, or you could also do a poll on your social media. And this is important because you want to make sure that you are not um, trying to use Clubhouse just because it's the latest trend or there's so much hype around it. It's supposed to be strategic for you and your business. So you want to make sure that you're going to be able to connect with the people that are going to help you grow your brand. Last, make a list of your goals. What exactly are you hoping to get out of utilizing Clubhouse or any other new app? Is it to connect with others? Are you looking to build relationships or are you actually looking to drive more business? Once you've done this bit of work, if all of this checks off for you, here are some tips before you get started on Clubhouse specifically. Make a list of the thought leaders that you want to connect with and turn on notifications for when they go live and host rooms. This is going to make sure that you're always a participant in their rooms and they're going to get familiar with seeing your face. First, listen and learn, but then become an active participant in the conversations by sharing your supporting argument or expertise. Don't pitch unless you are asked to do so. Clubhouse is really about building connections and having a genuine conversation. Don't join the stage just to pitch your product or service. Make sure that you're keeping those details to your bio. Clubhouse gives you a lot of space on your bio so that you can fully optimize it. So put any of your pitches or how to connect with you and all that jazz into your bio. Next, go to work. 
Make a list of the topics that you can cover for 30 or 60 minutes and start hosting rooms of your own. My recommendation is that you first start hosting rooms inside of existing clubs since they're going to have more of an active audience. But once you have gained a following, you can host open rooms where anyone can really join. Next, reach out to your network and co-host some rooms. This is such a great way to get some practice under your belt and it helps the conversation flow better because you're chatting with a friend and it also helps you to tap into new audiences. So those are my top tips for educators, thought leaders, and business owners looking to get started on Clubhouse. I hope that you found those tips helpful. If you are looking for more marketing tips and resources, come connect with me over on Instagram. I am at Unruly Media Group. Those were some expert gems and tips. And I hope this really gave you a roadmap on if Clubhouse is for you or if it's maybe the platform you want to pass on. And while I am a social media and Instagram gal, I'm super adamant about if you think that you don't have the bandwidth to add on another platform, you absolutely don't need to. If you don't have the bandwidth right now, that is okay. And I think that you feel the pressure, the FOMO to be on all the social media platforms. But if you're just focusing on Instagram or any other platform, that is okay. You can always make space to do Clubhouse later or completely skip out altogether. One little bonus tip that I'm going to leave you with is you can control how much you use the app. For me, I've been trying to stick to one Clubhouse room a week and I actually don't consume on the app because I'm using it more from a speaker perspective versus a consumption. So I think there's a lot of ways you can actually create some healthy boundaries. Like I mentioned, a lots of resources in the show notes. And one of them, that social media examiner YouTube video, it actually teaches you how to reduce the notifications you get. Because if you've joined Clubhouse, then yes, you'll notice it is craziness. So hopefully this episode was really helpful and we will see you back next week. Feel free to share this episode if you loved any of the gems that we shared and leave a review if you love this episode and anyone that we've been sharing in season two. We'll see you next time. Bye. Thank you so much to today's expert guest for joining us. If you want to connect with today's guests or check out any of the important links mentioned in the show, I've linked the details in today's show notes. Join the conversation at hashtag the shine online podcast. Be sure to subscribe and leave us a rating. If you love what you've heard today, we really appreciate it. And it helps support our show. Remember, regardless of where you're at in your entrepreneurship journey, there's always room for your biz to shine. I'll see you next time.